Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us for another beautiful episode of Cinephiles Radio. I'm your host, Steve Pisa. Thank you so much for being here today. We have a wonderful guest, wonderful guest, world-renowned model and actress, works with Bat the Sun, works with a lot of people. We're going to get a lot of information from her, Tatiana Dacture. Tatiana is a wonderful person. On set, she works extremely hard. I can't wait to... To just inch into her mind and, and let you guys know what's going on in her life right now. I see we have a lot of people listening right now. Thank you so much for listening in. If you want to ask any questions, please call in at 515-602-9609. And I'll make sure that you get your questions to Tatiana. So how's been your week? Any good shows you've been watching? I'm about to ask Tatiana in about five seconds. Anybody here? Now, for me, I enjoyed The Mandalorian. The Mandalorian is a great, great show. Now, they're on episode five now. I would say four out of the five episodes in there have been pretty darn good. But some of them have been uh, a little lackluster. We're going to mention the the fifth one uh, as to be very positive. So the fifth one right now just came out. And that one was probably the darkest episode uh, directed by a man. So one was after episode one was directed by a man. Two was directed by a woman. Three was directed by a man. And four was directed by a woman. And five was directed by a man. Not to say that that affected the film at all, because as far as I'm concerned, it didn't show any difference, any inclination into any difference of how people perceive information, storytelling, or action. It all seemed pretty much the same kind of world. So I'd have to say the fifth one to me was probably the the weakest episode so far, but such such a great show. You know, I want to ask Tatiana if Tatiana's watched the show, but let, let's 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 bring her on. Let's bring on Tatiana. Hi. Tatiana, are you there? Hey. Hi, Steve. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. Everybody loves you. Everybody's here to hear from you. How are you doing, Hi. my friend? Hi, everybody. <laughs> thank you so much for having me, Steve, and uh, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, I want to start with sharing some uh, pretty intense news. Um, okay. About uh, a year and a half ago, I actually changed my stage name to Tatiana Neva. Oh. So this is what I go by now. And, uh, nice. <laughs> I haven't nice. heard that uh, FDR like, in a while. In a while, but, right? Yeah, this is- <laughs> yeah, this is what I used to go by, uh, but it, it is Tatiana Neva right now, and I actually um, have a lot That's of beautiful. a lot of people still refer to me as Dakar, you know, like sometimes. So one somebody actually wrote a comment the other day uh, as one of my projects actually like that I was a part of has been released just a couple of days ago, and we will talk more about it later. But uh, there's been a lot of feedback from different people, and uh, one of the guys that wrote. Um, comment you know after uh batman posted about it they were like tatiana never like she's not dictator anymore and he completely misspelled dictator he's like asking <laughs> referring to me and he's 
like, Why, what made you want to change your name? And I just said this. That makes sense. Right? No one ever spelled it. I mean, very few people, not no one, but very few people. And I was like, you know what? Right. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna make some changes around here. And right. Really right. Tough decision for me because you know, changing your name, you change your destiny, you change your life, you change a lot of things. Sure. And I was already established, uh, you know, like as an actress under this name, you know, so like letting go of right. it was actually a really big decision for me. And I was stalling for a couple of years and my projects kept mm. piling up under an old name. And I was like, if I'm going to make this move, I need to make it now. You know, that's like, interesting. I, I keep... Yeah, it's, it's very, it's very yeah. few times that I meet somebody kind of in the game that decides to change their name. But, but it, doesn't, it doesn't sound crazy. It sounds it sounds right on par. And. And Tatiana Neva sounds like a beautiful name. That's a beautiful choice. Yeah, thank you so much. Well, there was several reasons why I chose this particular name. Um, As you know, I uh, am of Russian descent. Yes. And I was born and raised in a beautiful city, uh, St. Petersburg, Russia. Right. And the (laughs) city historically was built where it was built because of the river that it stands on that changed the whole history of Russia and probably influenced the history of the world. And the name right. of that river that led us to Europe as a country is Neva. The oh, Neva nice. River. Nice. So I grew up admiring the beauty of the river. I read a bunch of stories about it. Right. Um, I read a bunch of, like, some of the greatest poetry was written about it because a lot of Russian poets, uh, you know, the golden era of uh, Russian literature were right. really inspired by the city of St. Petersburg more so than Moscow. Moscow was always hmm. more of a merchant city, you know, right. like really big, you know, like right. town. Like with, St. You know, Petersburg is the one that has all the churches and has all the saints, right, doesn't it? Well, they both have it. It's just like St. Petersburg was kind of like for a long time when the capital was moved to St. Petersburg, it was kind of like a more considered to be more of a cultural right. capital of Russia. Mm. And it was more of a, I don't know, advanced uh, with access to Europe, direct access to Europe through the right. Baltic Sea. You know, so mm-hmm. and, and Peter the Great, the founder of the city, made sure that it was advanced that's what he built it for to be advanced to be ahead of time to to charge to boost the country and to charge forward you know like in its development and evolution and that was a really intense time for russia because in one in the lifetime of one man it made this huge leap forward in in a matter of few years which back then was actually quite quite an astonishing thing to pull off because as you know like the progress wasn't nearly where it is right now. And this man managed to accomplish more in his lifetime back then than a lot of people are managing to accomplish. Yeah, that's at incredible. At our disposal right now. So, like, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm proud of my heritage. And uh, this is a beautiful city. If you guys haven't been, go check it out during the summer. I warned you. You've been warned. Russian winter is, 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 is brutal. Two <laughs> <laughs> wars were lost in Russia. Just let yeah, it I know. Again. I'll repeat you know, Napoleon made that that notorious comment of of you know to never never invade Russia uh, during during its, its coldest winter, and that's exactly what Hitler did. Was Hitler invade, tried to invade Russia during its coldest winter, and they didn't get very far at all. Yeah, like there's only one reason to go to Russia. Go to Russia <laughs> during the 
for a vacation. Do not invade. Right. <laughs> not to invade. No. Yes. It doesn't work out. It, does, it doesn't seem to work out for people. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Yeah. It doesn't seem. <laughs> you know, you're 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 a great person to talk to because you know you easily go into the spheres and talk talking points that I want to talk to you about because you already mentioned St. Petersburg and, and where that was from. Now, you've mentioned several times that one of the things that makes you so tough is your Russian background, but I know it's a yeah. it's a lot more than that because you you tell me a lot of your stories from being in Russia, and you've always yeah. been that that headstrong know yourself, know where you want to be type of human being? Um, yeah, well, um, I, some of it, I guess I owe to uh, my parents and my background because I was blessed to be, I was very fortunate to be born into a very unique, loving right. family filled with people who were strong in many different ways. You know, like my right. mother, my grandfather, my my father, my grandmother, like they, like all of the people closest to me, they were all they all had like their all like unique strengths. My grandpa and my mom had a lot of similarities. Uh, mm-hmm. They they had they both had a really strong, really noble character, you know. Right. And uh, I I got a really good you know foundation to build upon. Like mm-hmm. they, like I, I, I actually just had this conversation with a friend of mine that uh, I grew up on uh, with really good values to begin with, and right. I didn't realize how fortunate I was to get that at that early age because um, I see a lot of people struggling in life because they didn't get it and they kind of have to like rediscover it and and find it for themselves. Luckily, it's available right. if you're looking for it. But a lot of people don't even know what to look for. That's the problem. Because right. if it's available, they can definitely find it. But, like, the problem is that that's, that's, I think, the main idea of a strong background when, like, as you, like, growing up as a child. Right. They, they, they can't possibly teach you everything because you're going to learn for a lifetime and you're still not going to know everything. But right. what it's supposed to do is nudge you in the right direction give you an idea hmm. of what to look for, you know, the basics. And then you decide for yourself, like, how deep you want to go, how far you want to go. Because when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. That's if you right. want to learn something, if you know what you're looking for, you will find the source of it. That's right. You're right. Wow, that's that's good philosophy. You know, when did you start modeling? And You know, because you're one of those – I don't know, very strange beauties that, that make people want to crash their cars when they see you. It's, it's, very, it's a very strange kind of, uh, you know, attraction that, that men seem to have. Yeah, you know, you and I have walked down the streets, and we've literally been talking about, you know, nonsense. And I've seen men, like, almost crash their cars into lampposts. And I'm thinking, that, that's crazy. Uh, was it, was it like, that. like that in Russia as well? When... <laughs> yeah, I, I remember that distinctly. That's... <laughs> I, I have some really intense uh, situations that happen to me in Russia. Like, it's not always good to attract attention. And right. sometimes I attracted attention. Like, here here in the United States, I feel a little bit more safe because I feel like um, men in Russia were a little bit more aggressive in their approach. Hmm. Uh, in okay. the United States, I feel like 
people people are still more like kind of subtle you know right. so like they will look the, but like most of the time they they won't even try like to start attract conversation that's why you, that's so why you didn't I, even notice those guys yeah you didn't notice those guys yeah. they didn't really want your attention they just wanted to look at you yeah that's very, that's very strange yeah, yeah. Whereas in Russia, I had some intense situations happen to me where I, you know, I don't know if, if it was a good thing that I attracted that kind of attention. Is, um, it, is it that they want to make you their wife? Is, is it that is it is a sense of like polarity, like being with that person? No, I think it's just um, I think it's just uh, a desire to, like to to have something that you see and you like and you want, hmm. you know, like hmm. a, like a crow wanting to like a gem. Yeah, you know, like, and and uh, I think they were just more go getter types, you know. I don't know, hmm. like, it, it it was kind of a, it was kind of different. Yeah, like right. definitely, definitely a little bit more aggressive. Whereas here, you know, I I feel a lot more chill. So when did you, um, when did you start okay. your your modeling career? And, and did you did you start it first in Russia, or did you did you did you go off into Europe and and try that out? I started in Russia. Um, when I was a kid, you know, like I um, heard, you know, like all the stories about the golden era of modeling and it right. was huge already. And um, like I pretty early on, you know, like I kind of, you know, I like got the notion like that this would be awesome because um, I saw all these beautiful artistic photo shoots uh, with beautiful lighting. And I, and I, I, I always had this, you know, um, uh, kind of like a talent, ability, and inclination toward all kinds of arts, right. among which hmm. visual arts, right? So I went to an art school, you know, I was always drawing and painting and uh, making something, crafting something with my own hands. So wow. um, I, I was always into photography and uh, the play of light and shadow. So basically anything visual, like makeup, you name it. Design, you know, like I, I don't know, like I was dreaming about just like doing just about anything creative that you can, right. you can possibly think of. So when I found out that, you know, like there's such a thing as modeling, I just felt like it would be so cool to not just create art, but be Hmm. part of it, part of the puzzle, Hmm. you know, like to be literally in it, a living picture. And, uh, and my mom knew about it, you know, because like, um, she saw my fascination with, you know, different beautiful visuals on TV and commercials and, uh, magazines and stuff so when i turned 14 uh my mom decided to support that she was actually really really supportive and uh she just took me to uh one of few actually legit modeling schools that were teaching um real skills that i'm still to this day to use in my life that changed a lot of lives so you told your mom that you wanted to go into modeling and your mom your mom took you down there and and started Yeah, wow. Yeah, my mom got me started in it. Yeah, my mom got me started in it, and absolutely, like, thanks to her, you know, I, I her. started the right, yeah, I started the right way, um, because, you know, like, you hear sometimes those stories about supermodels that sure. she was walking down the street and somebody discovered her. Well, yeah. guess what? what? Like, few of them, you, you heard those stories because few of them got discovered that way, but how many beautiful women are walking down the street never right. running into that agent? Right, 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 <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So my mom, so my mom, being a smart woman that she was, uh, she took my hand and she took me to the street where the agency <laughs> was and put me in front of them and said, "So what do you think?" Right, <laughs> right. No, that so, makes sense to me. So, 
yeah so i mean by that time i already won my first beauty contest uh by the will of destiny which just so happened uh two of my best friends actually enrolled me into it without my okay knowledge. no consent wow no consent wow. knowledge no nothing <laughs> and uh yeah so we were at this event where we didn't even know that the contest was taking place and they just went there and they put my name on the list and i didn't wow. know about it and then all of a sudden my name gets called out called on you know on a on a, on a speaker and i'm like how weird! Somebody just told my name. I guess there's like how I weird. thought. I yeah, I thought there was like I'm like how weird. There's a, another Tatiana with the same last name right. in the house right now. I'm like wow, that doesn't happen often. And all of a sudden they're right. like, no, it's you. You need to go there. You need to go backstage right now. I'm like, no. I'm like, are you kidding me? I, was, I mean, I was always an outgoing and courageous girl, but like I was always right. kind of shy. You know, like when it comes to attention, right? I was, right. I was right. getting a lot of it, but. I didn't necessarily enjoy it. I, I actually didn't like when people would come up to my mom and be like, oh, you have such a beautiful girl. You know, what's her name? Blah, blah, blah. I was always like, I was one of those kids that would hide behind her and be like, leave mm. me alone. Like, I don't want to hear it. Right. It took me a while to learn how to take a compliment, say thank you, and stop there. <laughs> right, right, yeah, right. So, but I just kind of didn't want, like, a lot of attention. But, you know, whatever. So... They're like, no, you need to go backstage right now. I'm like, I'm not doing this. Like, you guys didn't ask me if I wanted to do it. I don't want to go up on that stage. Are you kidding me? I'm going to die. I'm going to straight up die. My heart is going to blow up and explode. And this is your fault. I'm not doing it. So what do they do? They chase me around the building, around the facility, catch up with me. They yeah. were really fast. They were strong. <laughs> I was friends with two girls who were like, we were like, all three of us were tomboys. And right. it just so happened that as strong and fast I, as I was, they were faster, stronger, taller, wow. you know, like than me. I was, the, I was basically the, the smallest one of the three. <laughs> <laughs> so they, like, with no problem, they caught up with me, caught me, literally grabbed me and dragged me backstage. That was quite a show. People that were organizing this contest were quite shocked that they would see something like that. Usually everybody came willingly. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible that you needed you needed all this persuasion for you to get in there. I know, I know, and it's incredible that they insist, that they insisted on it. And then, of course, like once I was backstage, I was kind of feeling like awkward, like to keep like you know resisting. I was like, at this point, you know, like I'm in it. I have to I have to do my best. And on top of everything else, I got the number one, so I was the first one to hit the stage out of all the girls in the contest. I literally thought I was going to die. I, I remember it like it was yesterday. It was one of the most intense adrenaline rush moments of my life when I went. And I was on stage before, which is kind of funny. Like you would think that I wouldn't have the stage, uh, stage fright because I did a little bit of ballet. And I did actually professional opera singer as a child. So I was basically singing alone on some of the biggest stages of St. Petersburg. And... You would think that after I've done that, I would be used to a bunch of people looking at me, but I was just right. not prepared for it mentally. And, and, and I was not performing this time. I was being judged for what I look like. It was a beauty contest. So it was different <laughs> than what I've done before. I've never done a beauty contest before, and this was my first time, and it's scary. Let me tell you this. This is so scary to be, to be out there, put yourself out there, and to be judged, and not for who you are and not for what you do, but for what you look like, it's scary. Wow. So I just remember that must I, be that must be that, really intense. Yes, it was. I could hear my own heartbeat. I literally 
everything kind of went mute and blurry, and I couldn't hear anything, <laughs> and I could hear my own heartbeat. It wow. was pounding in my chest, and I came out, and all of a sudden, everybody started screaming. It was like a lot of lights and a lot of noise. And it was just like really surreal experience. And I was, I felt like I was deaf, but I could hear the screams and everything was kind of like tonal vision. It was right. surreal. It was surreal. So I came wow. to the you know, like, uh, end of the catwalk and I drew like a heart in the air and everybody started screaming even louder. And then they turned back and I left. And then I almost fainted when I was back. <laughs> <laughs> I almost fainted. <laughs> I was like, I cannot believe. I was so mad at my friends. I was like, I cannot believe you just put me through this. It was so intense. <laughs> I was like, really, really. I, I thought I was going to faint, literally. And and then I thought, like, okay, well, I'm, I'm past it. You know, like, I, I did it. It's done. You know, like, it's, it's, it's in the past now. And then the right. winner gets announced, and I hear my name again. And I was like, that's impossible. Because I, I saw, like, other girls, and they were so beautiful that I, I didn't think that I was going to win. I, I, hmm. I, I thought I, I did it. That was an achievement for me that I didn't cower away from it, that I faced it, you know. But the fact that I won, I did not expect that at all. And it was just like, it was the first experience like that for me. Um, and then the next day, we went back to school, and yeah. this something like this was, like, unprecedented. And like I mean, like, we were, like, what? 14, we just turned 14 years old, you know. And, so 14 uh, years old, and now, now you're modeling. And that, later that year, my mom took me to the modeling school because I think that was wow. kind of a nudge. The fact that I went to that uh, beauty contest like, it was kind of a nudge because like, it kind of like everybody always said that I would be successful at it. But then all of a sudden, the, it was like, kind of like a sign, like a confirmation that don't resist it. You will be successful at it. Just go for it, you know. So right. my mom was like, you know what, like, since you won this beauty contest, maybe it's a sign that we need to pursue that, you know, that route. Right. Um, yeah. But like, but, but, but modeling, but, but modeling wasn't the only thing you want to do. Right. Because, you know, you're a writer, yeah. you're a producer. So it, so it melded into something different along the way. Now, now Tati and I have somebody on, on hold right now. Do you want do you want to take a question oh. from our from our yeah, audience yeah. real fast? Let's see who's out here right now. Okay. All right. Hey, hi, you're on the air right now. Do you have a question for Tatiana? Uh, hi, my name is Ethan. Ethan Spidey, Tatiana. Hi. Uh, oh my God. Yes. Hi, oh Ethan. God. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing good. How are you doing? Doing great. I'm so happy to hear from you. Ethan is actually one of my most active, most loyal, most wonderful supporters online. Oh, that's nice. But I I know exactly who's calling right now. I'm big hug. <laughs> Thank you so much for everything. Thank you, my friend. Do you, do you have a question for Tatiana while we're on the air? Yeah, I do. Um, is um, of course uh, the big down she had with uh, Tess as Black Black Widow and Black Canary. Great fight, love it to death. Um, nice. Thank you so my, much. Uh, yeah, uh, what character in a beat down would you want to play next? Like, if, do you, would you rather redo another character you've done or someone you haven't done before in a beat down? Oh, goodness. Good question. Good question. Uh, there's more than one because, you know, I'm pretty multifaceted and um, I love different kinds of characters. But like one that I always wanted to do a fight as, uh, which I have already portrayed in the beatdown, uh, and I, I actually did this character for Batman twice, is Catwoman. Okay. That was the first yeah. character that I ever portrayed for Batman. We did the superhero dance battle with uh, yeah. Aaron Shonsky did um, first time uh, uh, did the Joker 
for the beatdown. Uh, of course, the great Kevin Porter did his amazing Batman, and I yeah. was a Catwoman in it, and that was my first time doing that. Uh, so Catwoman is the, the, is the one you'd want to do, huh? Catwoman, yeah, but I would like to do a fight as a Catwoman, uh, use a whip, do all kinds of like uh, cool stuff, because a Catwoman is a very interesting character for me, and, and I think that was my first superhero crush, you know, nice. as far as... Yeah, as far as the character that I really like, fell in love with. Um, nice. And the second one was Lara Croft. <laughs> well, thanks a lot for calling in and for asking me a question, bud. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Tatiana. Thank you, All right, Tatiana, tell us more about some of the writing you've you've gone through as well. So, you, so I know you as a, as a great writer, and one of those people that it's really difficult, you know. Listen, I, I, when I talk to people, I, I, I sometimes argue just for the sake of argument, but it's very tough to make that argument with you. And, and I'll give you an example. Our Wonder Woman Superman discussion was one that really, that. Me, yes, it caught me completely off guard because my mentality was that Superman without Lois Lane and Wonder Woman without Stephen Trevor together seem like two gods who are such megalomaniacs that it's, that it's insane. But, I, but I'll make a counter-argument with you now. When you look at the Superman that has progressed called Kingdom Come Superman, that's mm-hmm. a Superman who lost Lois Lane, who kind of went insane and got kind of mm-hmm. really angry at the world for, yep. for, losing, for losing Lois Lane. And at that moment, yeah. when I read that comic book, I looked back at our argument, and it made a lot more sense to me. That, of course, he can have Lois Lane while she's alive, but he, he has to continue to love. He can't if, yeah. when he, once, he, once he stops loving, he, he doesn't have a purpose, it seems like. What do you, what do you think? Well, I think, I think um, as a beings who are capable of feeling, which is wonderful, um, whether we're feeling something good or something bad, you know, this is, this is the, the blessing and the curse of sorts because yeah like a great right. pain can come with that but but that is the whole idea of doing what we're doing you know like to be able to feel to be able to connect to right. to to deal with those things to learn our lessons to grow from those experiences you know right. like when you love someone and you lose them you go through a great deal of pain and you go through stages of grieving right, right. um even when you go through those stages of grief, you it's still better than nothing. I'd rather right. feel the pain that I feel and overcome it than uh, to be completely numb for the rest of my life and not sure if I'm even human. Right. Because um, I, I've lost people in my life, people that were dear to me, people, uh, pets, um Things that were dear and important to me and had meaning to me lost my battles. You know, like I, I, I know right. what loss is, and I know what you pain do. is, and I know what great pain is. Yeah. Um, great enough to question me whether I want to continue on this journey. You know, I went through some dark moments, like when my mother passed away. Right. It was a really, really tough time for me, and yes. um, and and what it resulted in is I became more resilient and I knew that my life was in danger and I, and I knew that my very being was endangered, you know? So what resulted in, I knew I was going to even, I was going to either break or grow from that. And I chose to grow because I knew that breaking is easy. I just need to give up. All I need to do is, 
but but growing was something that was a bit of a challenge and i was like well let's see let me let me take a stand i need to fight for me now so i will and i made right. a lot of changes and those changes brought me where i am today you know those, so, situa- those way, situations one- those situations absolutely break you and, and they haven't broken you they've they've made you stronger which is it's quite it's quite a sweet irony you know for oh, such yeah. a strong person to have to go through yet again another like, tough and hard thing and to overcome it you're an incredible human being they absolutely break you and they break you into a number of pieces the good the positive side of it is that you still have those pieces so you can choose to either let them just be scared on the floor or you can pick them up and build something new and maybe you can rearrange them in a better order so right. that's what I decided to do because, like, you, like you're gonna if you care about something and it's taken away from you, it is going to affect you. But how you grow from that is absolutely up to you, your choice, and you can actually grow to be better, stronger. Um, you you can you can actually find some of your greatest blessings in the trial, some of the greatest trials that you're going through. Yeah. Because only only two things motivate people the most, you know, great love and great pain. Yeah. Because a person will do anything for the sake of great love, and a person right. will do anything to, to escape the great pain that they're going right. through. And these right. are the greatest motivators. And in the in case with Superman, when he is so heartbroken from losing Lois, yes, he is going to be mad. But it's one thing one a normal human being has mad on himself. Completely something different when it's a Superman, right. you know, like, that, right. like everybody's in trouble when this man is upset, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but, but the thing is, um, after you know, like he deals with all those emotions, you know, um, on whatever level, like I cannot even imagine a man of that power. Like it's got to be more challenging to him to overcome the desire to destroy everything because like you know like sometimes like when humans are upset and they start like kind of crushing every everything in their apartment like you see it in the movies you know like the scene when somebody's so upset they start kind of like just wrecking everything around them well imagine that Superman gets upset and starts wrecking stuff we're talking about a planet. <laughs> It's not an apartment anymore. It's not just his stuff. It's like everybody's stuff is in danger, right? And lives, you know, of millions of people. But for him to control that beast inside of him that can be unleashed at any point in time, that's got to take a lot of work. So you have like some intense, you know, intense kind of like inner battle that he has to win protecting the people from himself. And then after this battle is won, who is in ruin? Himself. So how do, how do you rebuild yourself when you come out of the ruins and you went through the stages of grief and you went through the numbness and you went through all, all of that? You know, like when you're ready to start rebuilding, how do you rebuild? With love. And who are we to say that he has no right to love again? Why would we take it from this man who whose very existence is directed towards protecting the humanity why would you know, think humanity be like you know what you were with lois lane and now you have to forever be with this one person right, and you can right. never date again no love again go out there you know, love again let me say let me say this you know it, what's very interesting to me is that so many people say that superman is not an interesting character he's very difficult to write for but every time i talk to you about the subject matter you make it interesting 
that is the most interesting to me thing to me about you as a human being and you as a writer is that you have you definitely not a lot of people can do this to me, but you have the ability to make me interested in the subject matter based upon your perception of what is going on. And you're absolutely right that when Superman loses love or doesn't have love, I mean, you can talk about being a geeky conversation, but that is that is quite a not a quantifiable conversation. It's a really difficult thing to perceive. This guy's really angry and can destroy the planet. Yeah. And, when, and it was interesting. When I hear from you, it sounds, it sounds like I want you to write Superman. <laughs> I want you to write a movie. Honestly, Superman is my favorite male uh, superhero of all time. I would love to see you period. make it. I would love to. I would pay so much money to watch you direct a Superman movie. I'm telling you right now. You know what? Maybe I will. <laughs> Maybe I you will. You got my money. Please take my money. You know, the, the, the thing is, Superman is anything but boring because um, here's the thing that I've learned uh, throughout the years of trying really hard to be the kind of person that I could be proud of, right? And I right, made right. plenty of mistakes in my life and, and I've atoned for them. And so will, so you, we all. Yeah, and I will tell you from a position of somebody who learned the hard way that no one is perfect, not even me. Um, right. You put so much effort into being a good person, good people that I meet, I know that life always poses a challenge where if they will do something less than good, if they will do something less than noble, they will probably win something for themselves in the moment. You know, kind of like an immediate gratification kind of thing, right? But lose something in the long run. And good people that you meet on your journey you got to know that they had a lot of those situations, a lot of those um, kind of uh, crossroads where they had a right. choice. You don't just stay good because this is just who you are. You have to right. make choice every single time when you're presented with an opportunity to do something less than good, less than noble, something you would be ashamed of, but then get used to it. Right. You know, and that's the problem with our society, I think, is because we kind of think that things and people are disposable and we make a lot of choices where they're less than, but we still kind of hope that, oh, maybe nobody will notice. But you know what? You will. Right. You'll know. You'll know who right. you are. And you you will kind of think of yourself less, whether you want it or not, you know? Right. So in the long run, you're losing something very important. You're losing yourself, you know? And I think... When a, a normal person, a regular person is struggling so much with something like that on every single day, every single day, imagine when you are so powerful, you could rule the world. And there were right. portrayals of Superman where it was shown that if she wanted to, she could. Because she right. is super strong, indestructible, smart enough, you know, like maybe right. she's not a genius like Batman. But right. he's very, very smart, you know, like not to be underestimated with that kind of power, with that right. kind of ability. If that man for one day would choose not to be good anymore, if he would give in to whatever the human emotion, I mean, he still has emotions. He's not emotional. Right. He's robots with the program. He has emotions. He does love. He does get offended. He does get afraid. You know, like he, he suffers the loss. He gets angry. He just doesn't act on it because he knows that with, like, in the words of Spider-Man, right? With right. great power comes great responsibility. When you right. have that much power, 
and you act out on, you know, something that upsets you, it's not just your life that you're risking. You're risking the life of the entire world is on the line. So right. it's, it's a huge responsibility. And we don't even know what kind of battle are going on in this man's head and in this man's heart on a daily basis when right. he has to swallow his pride, you know, and, and deal with his emotions and, and, and put out his own fires because if he doesn't, things can go real bad real soon. Right. Right. Now, Tatiana, let's, let's go on to something, something different here. Now, yeah. I, don't know, I don't know if I'm going to have enough time with you because I can talk to you forever. You know, you and I are one of those people that I love talking to you, but I really want to, I really want to get to the bad and the sun stuff right now because everybody's clamoring yeah. and they really want to hear you talk about that. When did you get started with bad and the sun? Because I, I, I've seen you in so many different action pieces there. Wonder, Wonder Woman versus Wolverine. A lot, you, have, you have an episode coming out right now. Tell me, when did you begin with them, and how, did, how was that going so far? Um, we started, uh, I think the first pr- uh, project that we ever did with Bat and the Sun was uh, actually exactly five years ago, and it was that superhero dance battle. Mm-hmm. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think that's what it was. Um, nice. Well, no, wait a minute. There was another one. There was another one. Uh, they were filming, actually, yeah. They were filming, um, I think. Heroin Legends. No, actually, actually, I take it back. I take it back. Yeah, it was a, it was superhero. It was superhero dance, dance battle. Um, okay. That was the first time that um, I've ever done anything with Bat in the Sun, and I portrayed Catwoman. And we had a really, really amazing uh, experience working on set. Nice. Um, and Sean and Kevin Porter are super fun. You know, like hmm. they crack jokes a lot. You know, like um, Kevin was, you know, constantly making me laugh on that. So I was, it was like super, super hilarious. You know, and it was my favorite character. So it was really special for me in that respect. And uh, since then, um, we've been working on a lot of different projects and I portrayed a number of characters for them yeah. for both. Uh, uh, beat downs. We did the dance battles. We did um, all kinds of uh, podcasts. We did. Uh, well, the, let's talk about the, that Wonder Woman versus Wolverine one because you 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 yeah. sliced yourself during that one. You cut yourself open well, on that episode. Actually, actually, what happened was it was an accident. Uh, as you know, we were filming that on the beach, and we had long right. days uh, under the scorching sun, and um, you know, like we were like getting to hydrate we would forget to drink water because like, we were like right. we were kind of away far away from our like uh tent where everything like all of the supplies were kept so sometimes we would like forget to drink water or like uh, get snacks <laughs> and stuff so we, like, you're so in, tough in the, end of the first, in the end of the first day of filming and um uh we did this sequence where i was walking backwards and wolverine was uh kind of like in a berserker rage uh, mode so he was like attacking really fast really quickly and that was like a the longest uh sequence usually when you film action you do like several beats and then you change the angle several beats right. change the angle and this one was the longest se- sequence where like it was like eight or ten bits non-stop going in a straight line and uh we were already kind of tired you know and our blood sugar was down you know like so you're not right. like as focused and you know you're not as uh agile and uh, we were walking backwards, you know, on the sand. And sand has a tendency of moving around. <laughs> and when you move that fast and you step on it, 
there is no guarantee it's going to stay underneath you. It's not solid ground. That's, that's why it's so hard to film fight scenes on the sand. Like, people don't realize when they watch, like, a beach scene and people are fighting in the beach in the water. You're funny. Oh, that's beautiful. Well, guess what? There's also a great pain in the butt. <laughs> so... So uh, the actor, Jonathan Carroll, amazing uh, actor and martial artist. Uh, I can't say enough good things about him. He's a super professional, a great dream scene partner to work with because nice. we were supporting him. Uh, and she's like super, super skilled, you know, and talented. Yeah. Makes a really perfect Wolverine. I can't even That's tell awesome. you enough about that. Don't get me started. That's going to be a longer conversation. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, you know, another character you play is, is Harley Quinn. And we, we we love Harley Quinn as well. And you play a, I mean, I remember I saw you in, in the Harley Quinn episode of, um, God, what's the name of that show? Uh, Heroes with the, Issues. Oh, Heroes with Issues, yes. We'll talk a little bit about it in a second. But basically what happened with this uh, yeah. one-on-one Wolverine thing, uh, Jonathan, the Wolverine, yep. as he was advancing forward in the middle of it, Misstep, so the sand starts moving, obviously, and kind it of it adjusted, like, huh? He basically slipped, is what happened. Wow! And lost his balance, and because we were moving really fast, and he was already kind of like directing toward me, it like really, really like took the control from him. Mm-hmm. And this is where I was really happy that I had the actual martial arts training, and not just uh, you know, like film fighting and stunt, right, stunt right. training. Right. When you do actual like real training. Stuff. The real stuff, yeah, I was I was doing, you know, I was, like, actively training in karate at that uh, time of my life. So I literally, like, everything kind of, like, you have, like, adrenaline. You react. You know this is a real blow coming at you. And it was coming, like, right into my face. And, of course, it was not intentional by no means. It was an accident. But you see right. three claws <laughs> coming quickly at you, aiming at right. your face. And I'm a model, so that's my bread and butter. So Right. after that right so i see those <laughs> claws blowing right at my face with a lot of speed and velocity and without even thinking about it i threw um an upper karate block and i even kind of key-eyed on it because like, i just like i screamed <laughs> and, I them. and the last one of them uh kind of like slipped off of the edge of my bracer wow. because it wasn't covered like my entire arm, it was like, you know, like covering a portion of it. So sure. I technically blocked it, but it slipped off it and went right into my elbow and like into my forearm. And I think it hit the nerve because it was such a pain that I actually yeah. kind of saw 4th of July fireworks. Wow. Like I literally saw like colors and I lost, I, I, I just, it was just splash of colors. Everything stopped existing for a second. I kind of yep. blacked out for a second. And then, and then next thing I know, my, my arm is just kind of like immobile. <laughs> I, can't, yeah. I can't raise it. And it's just like hanging, and I, and I can't feel it. And there's water, uh, like blood, like um, just uh, kind of spraying all over the place. And wow. Yeah. And, and everybody just kind of like didn't understand what happened because we were already like screaming and fighting and doing all those things. And only me sure. and John at this point know what happened because we, we're in it. We're doing it, you know. Right. And the crew, like in the director, Aaron, they don't know what, what's going on. So they kind of like right. we stopped and, and, and Jonathan is like looking at me trying to understand like what's going on, like assessing the, the Which situation. Which happened, yeah. And I'm, 
And I'm kind of like still kind of like shocked by the pain. And uh, the director goes like, why did you guys stop? What's going on? And then she sees the blood, you know, and I can't talk because I'm in a lot of pain. <laughs> and I turn around and there's like blood spraying. Like it was like a Tarantino movie. <laughs> and she oh, my God. Blood and, and I'm already covered in fake blood. So it's kind of blending in, you know, and he like he was like, wait a minute. Why is it like spraying like that? She's like, is that real blood? And I was like, uh-huh. <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, he wow, was you were so tough. Who was on set that day? Who who patched me up and uh, you know, like he took me to uh, uh, the pharmacy and we got me like sure. a bunch of like stuff. You would not believe what we did to that one. We cleaned it, like we <laughs> made sure that clean. It was a big gash, and uh, we cleaned it, dried it, stopped the bleeding, dried it, and uh, he actually told told me this trick that he saw done before and he i think it was done to him if i'm not mistaken but okay. we basically super glued my wound yes together. that's world war ii yes yeah and then we put like butterfly stitches uh-huh. on it yeah and and then i couldn't move my arm for a while and i wasn't sure because it was my first day so like i was like not yeah. sure if i would be able to finish what we started and we had to finish what we started because right. jonathan flew like all the way from Georgia, of, yeah, yeah. He doesn't live in LA, so no. we were like not sure, like what what what's going on. You know, we have to finish it. You know, because like sure, like uh, Beth and the Sun. You know, like we don't have Hollywood budgets to work with, so <laughs> they had to like invest a lot of money to make sure all of, all of those people to meet and to have this opportunity to like this is our time to shoot it. If we don't do it now, we don't do it. Right. So that episode, that, I think that episode meant a lot, lot to people. It was a very strong episode. You, you are w- definitely one of the top two uh, Wonder Women that I, in my lifetime, that I have ever seen. Uh, Thank you. you yeah, you, you really hold her character perfectly well, and with the way that you speak, the way you, that you, you think, the way that you perceive information, it, it definitely puts you in a superhero category very easily. I don't know if that makes sense to you. But when yeah, you talk to somebody, right? Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I I care about a lot of similar things. Yeah, and mm. I, I do have a when I I never saw myself as someone who could portray Wonder Woman. Never occurred to me. Actually, Eric right. Chonky has this, you know, ability to see things huh? and yeah. see this, you know, like and see the characters that they could be good at um, portraying. Yeah. So he's he, he was the one who said, "I think you're Domino." And I didn't no, know he's, who Domino he, was. Yeah, he's really, he's really, fa- Aaron Shank is really fantastic at casting. He really knows the he's character. Really good he, at it. Yeah, he really knows who, who should be in the right part, where people should go, how they should be. It's a really, it's a really nice thing to see. It's very difficult to see directors not good at casting. But it's great to see yeah. Aaron Shank pick the right people. Because when he picked you for Domino, you're right. That was the right choice. Yeah, uh, Domino. I didn't even know. I, I didn't even know who the character was, and he was like, "I think you're Domino." And I saw that he's right. talking about this movie, Sarah Knightley. I was like, "Is that what you're talking about?" He's like, "No, that doesn't have anything to do with what I'm talking about." No, so that's like, Tony Scott. The one, yeah, so he was basically the one who introduced me to Domino, and then I, I just went right. online and I got busy. I did so much research on her because I needed to catch up because I have to care about the character to portray the right. character. You do. So I had to. I had to just 
consumed such an enormous amount of information about her. And I even asked the fans, I said, like, what do you guys think? Like, what are your favorite things? You know, like, well, talk to me. Like, tell me, what do you want to see? Like, what what do you care about, uh, you know, in this character, you know? So um, they helped me build her the way she is today in that show. So thank you, everybody who, you know, <laughs> talked to me and uh, shared some insight. I really appreciate it. It really helped. But, yeah, Aaron always goes like, you're going to be this, you're going to be that. Like, the only, I guess, character that um, I portrayed, like, that he didn't see me as from the start, but I kind of turned things around on it. Uh, right. it, was, it was thanks to him that I uh, actually even went in that direction. It was Harley Quinn. Because uh. I, I, from the first sight, you would never think that I would be even close to, you know, playing Harley. And hmm. and Aaron was one of the people who believed that, you know, like, this is not my role. But hmm. as stubborn as I am, yeah. <laughs> as much as I love a good challenge, the moment you tell me you can't do this, yeah. I'm like, well, I don't Here know comes if Tatiana. I can do it, but I will sure try. So, <laughs> Go and tell Tatiana she can't do it if you want to make her do it. Exactly, you know, um, so I started like working on it and it took me years to to get to the point where I was able to, you know, portray her convincingly enough so that Aaron would let me play her in a beatdown and he uh, actually, that's my voice that you hear in the beatdown, he did not, nice. you know, he did not do a voiceover, you know, with someone else. Um, which was a nice. big deal. I'm so like I, I really appreciate this um, trust and this opportunity because it took me a while to to take it to where it is now, you know. And uh, I got a lot of really positive feedback on this portrayal, and it was right. a shocker to me because I never thought myself that was possible. I just didn't let it stop me. I just let me ask you a question. Why 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 did you not think it was possible? Why? Because I'm so different from her, I didn't see the similarities until I started. You didn't. You didn't really see that she was. Intel- she, did you see that she was brilliant, but a little off? That she that she oh, had yeah. a lot of excitement, but 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 it was about something that was a little off cue. I, I totally see you as her Honestly, if something went wrong. Now that I did my research on the character and I studied things about her and I understood right. her, like yeah. her essence, I yeah. I can see. I I found the ways to connect and I found the similarities before yeah. what was kind of derailing me and uh, distracting me from, from those. Like I, I couldn't see them because first time that I saw Harley Quinn, I saw her in this jester outfit, a woman right. that basically sacrificed. Like, I mean, in my opinion, she was this sophisticated, beautiful, intelligent woman with a career going on. Right. She was everything she that is. every woman is aspiring to be. And all of a sudden she mm-hmm. gives all of that up. In order to please a man, she literally becomes a jester. She literally becomes you, a clown. You, you, you know what? I, I, will make, I, I will make this like, argument, like, though. You know, without her, it's really hard to understand the Joker. When you, when you oh, get a sense yeah. of her, she explains the Joker in a way that's very difficult for even the written page to yeah. do so. Because she loves him yeah. in spite of everything. And right. she loves him so much that she is the only person who cares to find right. things to love him for, you know, it's crazy. like, 
like she's the only one who sees the goodness behind you know like all the craziness and all the cruelty and all the outrage you know right all of those things because like that's what normal like person a regular person average person will see is that you know like but right. she sees his genius and she sees <laughs> his resilience and, and 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 his humor and all of those things because she loves them you know right. and when you love someone you find all the best things about them and you elevate them and you make them bigger blow them out see, of the proportion and that's what she see, does see this is the one thing that i've always noticed about you and why, why i've always noticed that you're gonna that you are a top tier actress just waiting for the next opportunity to make you the best actress out there is that you understand characters. You delve into them. You like them. You read about them. You, you, you evolve with them. You, you uh, sympathize and empathize with them. Those are the best actors and actresses on the planet earth that do what you're doing right now. And that's the one thing that's always caught my ear and my eye with you is that you have that skill. You absolutely know what other people are going through and know how to channel that. What do you, you know, now that you're doing the uh, Black Canary episode right now and the Black Widow episode with uh, with Bad in the Sun, tell me, tell me how that went along because I love you as Black Widow. I know, I know you've been wanting to play her for quite a while now. Ah, uh, yeah, actually, you know what? Funny enough, Black Widow is. Surprisingly, one of the characters, like as similar as it is, I mean, she's Russian, right? Right. So it would make sense that it would be my go-to character from the start. And still, you know, Maybe. brings us back yeah. to Aaron Chomsky. Like he was the one who was like, you would be a perfect Black Widow. How did it not occur to me? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, it, took, like, it took Aaron Chomsky for me to realize that I could play a role of a Russian. That's funny. That's that, funny. Right? I mean, well, that's skill. About obvious, obvious choices. <laughs> I'm telling you, like, seriously. Right, right. Um, so Black Widow was really interesting for me to portray because she's also one of the characters that, see, like, a, a, not a lot of people do the research on the characters. I do research on uh, both the character that I play and the character that I'm battling with. Yeah, so you're really I, good. You're really good at that. You're very good at that. Well, because, you know, you see, the thing is, as a, as a grandmaster, you know that to win a battle, to try to win a battle, you have to love your enemy. That's right. You heard that expression. You're right. Love That's right. your enemy. Love your enemy, because uh, then you'll understand them. As a, as a grandmaster, yeah, like, you understand, like, if you love your enemy, there's, not, there's mm-hmm. no resistance. You, you, only right. when you love someone, you really understand them. There's, right. no, there's no barriers between you. So... Um, so for me, it's really important to like, because like the project seems like a versus, like a battle, right? But in reality, we are the same team, Hmm. both the production, the crew, the cast, the two actresses battling, all of the people watching it. And it doesn't matter who they are rooting for. There was a lot of people rooting for Black Widow. There was a lot of people right. uh, rooting for Black Canary. And they're all correct in their own way. And that's the beauty of it. Because either one right. of those characters can win. That's the, that's the amazing part about it, that this is such a great matchup. Uh, and, of course, the characters that love Black Canary, you know, were really upset, you know, like about how things went. You know, like every time that she gets a blow, they're like, right. this is impossible. Black Widow would never, you know, land this blow. You know, because, like, of course, when you love this character, you will do more research right, on them. Right, right. You know, exactly. And you'll always see them win because they're the hero of their story. Right, right? you're going to start projecting, yes, right. And the characters that 
are huge fans of Black Widow. Every time Canary would like hit me and I would like fall down the stairs and whatever, they were like, this is impossible. Widow is amazing. She's a spy international, blah, blah, blah. Like she would never allow this to happen, you know? And, yeah, but they're fighting. You know, but, but two people are fighting with such incredible strength and ferocity. You really don't know what's going to happen when two people who are essentially grandmasters come together and for some reason they have a tip. Pretty much. Then that that's a Pretty very much, difficult yes. mathematical equation. So so in this particular case, you know, I think it was an amazing matchup. Um and um I props to Beth and the Sun for, for coming up with that idea. Nice. Um and at this point, yeah, at this point it's in the hands in the hands of the fans, you know, like it's whatever you guys want. You know, like you vote, you decide. We did our job. We you know, we created the matchup. We found out, you know, like that fans supported that idea. Um, we showed up, we invested, we did our best, and right. the rest is up to you. you. You figure it out how you want it to go. But right. the idea of those two characters battling, I think, was absolutely beautiful because they're both very similar and at the same time very different. And I think. I think we, I mean, we did absolutely our best, you know, like to try. Can you, can you give me a little, can you give me a little lift there, uh, Tatiana, on, on how they're similar? How are, how are they similar characters, both of them together? One okay, being from DC, so, one being from Marvel. Go ahead. Aside from the fact, from the obvious, that they're both, you know, right. like uh, women in the top human condition. Right. Um, they both have uh, somewhat of a above average uh, ability. Well, obviously, Canary has her Canary Cry, right? Right. She's a, considered to be a meta human. But that's her, like, uh, one superpower. She's not super strong. She's not super fast. She's not invulnerable, right? right? So, like, she's that's still right. vulnerable. And uh, the cry is her weapon that she can use, right? However, you have your Black Widow who has her guns, her gadgets. She's basically similar to a Batman type character because she's got this utility belt with all kinds of gadgets in it from uh, Stark Productions and from That's Hulk. right. Um and um Canary Cry can, you know, hurt you but you know what? So can the bullet and so can the bomb. Right. You know? Right. And God knows what else she's got to her widow sting and God knows what else she's got in her. Arsenal. You know, I'm you know a, I mean? I, I'm a I'm a gigantic Black Canary fan, but I find it extremely hard to believe that 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 two out of three times that Black Canary would win Black Widow. I, I think Black Widow would win 90% of the time, purely based uh-huh. on the amount of training that she's had from youth to now. Black Canary didn't, not, didn't necessarily have that. And for a lot of times, she is a metahuman. So she does rely back on her metahumanness, going back on that. So when I saw the, the fight to fight, I'm like, Black, you know, Black Widow is going to beat the crap out of her, unless Black Widow can get that Canary scream in there. And make it powerful, and make it pow- really powerful. I mean, I know that she was fought by somebody who was inc- incredible. She was taught by somebody who was an insane fighter. But I don't see that the same as a like a spy spy issue of training twenty four seven. I just don't see that as the same. What do you think? Okay, so from the research that I have done, um, yes, Harry was trained by Batman and 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 by assassins. So like a lot of people don't realize that because she looks like. You know, like this beautiful blonde with like blue. Oh, you, I mean, you're blue talking about Canary. Comic book version, Canary. Yes. She, oh, that's Canary. Yeah, actually, that's Canary's new story. Yeah, in the old story, yeah. Canary was actually trained by somebody else, but nowadays she's trained by Batman. I'm going to the uh, older story. I understand where you're coming from. 
the, the guy who was What's played the by, by the character, the cat, right? Something. Yeah, cat. he's the cat guy. Yes, he's the panther guy. Yeah, he's the one who trained yeah, her yeah, originally. Yeah. But now, but now we're going to the Batman because if Batman trained her, he's, she's going to beat the crap out of anybody. Well, not, not necessarily. I mean, she would square off with Batman. Doesn't matter if she's his greatest student. You know, uh, right. it doesn't mean that she's going to beat Batman. And Batman yeah. lost his yeah. before. You're right. Batman's greatest power is not that he's indestructible and vulnerable and never loses. His greatest power is he always comes back. For as long as he's alive, he's resilient and he's a genius. And if you yeah. don't kill him, he will be bad for your ass. <laughs> you're so smart. <laughs> you're absolutely you're absolutely correct. <laughs> you're at, you're 100 percent correct. This guy will come back and find you. He's yeah. like he's like the, he's like the good guy, Michael Myers. Go ahead. Yes, and his greatest thing is that he's resilient. He always comes back. He will come back with more knowledge. Every time that you, even if you won the battle, as long as his heart is still beating, he will be back with the knowledge of how you beat him this time, and he will win the next one because you just showed him, you just showed him how you deal with the situation. Right. You know, right. So, so now he knows what you're all about, and he's a genius with unlimited resources. And physical ability. Well, let's go. Into, let's let's do this. Okay, let's pretend like you and I did not watch the episode. Who do you believe yeah. in your heart would win the fight yeah. between Black Canary Either and Black one. Widow? I mean, honestly, you can flip a coin on it. Flip a coin really? on it. It depends. Yes, because uh, under different circumstances, either one can win. Um, I I. I'm a huge Black Widow fan at this point, more more so than uh, Canary, be- just because I did more research right. on this character. Even though, like, I right. did a lot of research on Canary because I actually cosplayed Canary like a couple of years ago for San Diego Comic Con. Right. Um, but uh, I have respect for both characters, and I can see under different circumstances that uh, either one can win. And you know, like we we were talking about it with um, Aaron, the director, and he said right. a very interesting thing that kind of like got me you know like thinking you know like wow Mm -hmm. because um he brought up the fact that for example if you are a fan of uh, a football team for example which is a really tough sport and you have to be both smart athletic strategic and resilient to to Mm -hmm. to even do it you know like you you, we're talking about the best athletes of the world playing that right and it's like a chess game with a lot of physical aspects you know and um he said an interesting thing. Even if you are a champion, you are the best in the game of all time. He said, we still watch them lose every now and then. And it's heartbreaking, but that's how it is. You right, right. can be the best of the best in the field. Cannot win all the time. Your, yes, you can't win all the time. Every now and then, under right circumstances, someone can beat you. Sometimes a weaker, seemingly weaker opponent can beat you. And I had my share of uh, my fights when I was growing up, you know, like boys mm. in my school were rather right. aggressive. Sometimes they would, you know, like attack you playfully, but hurt you. And I just did not stand for hurting girls. Like I never had an actual real fight with a girl in my life. Um, really? Never. Yeah, never, because it was against my own code and against my own rules. Like, no one sure. should hit a woman, not even another woman. You know, just because we're <laughs> the same gender doesn't give, me, doesn't give me a right to do it. The only way that women can that find sense. themselves fighting is they're both steps on the path of the warrior because that path doesn't know a gender. 
So once you're on the path of the warrior, you're a warrior. You're not a woman. You're not a man. You're a warrior. There you go. You're so, a warrior. So you, yeah. So you better. Yeah. So you better be ready for what's to come. Because if you're a warrior, you play for different by different rules. But yeah, that's if you're right. a civilian, that's but right. if you're a civilian, then gender matters. And you know, if you're on the path of the warrior and you're facing a civilian, you should not attack them. And that's the number one thing that any martial arts. Uh, people or sensei is going to teach you when you start uh, uh, studying martial arts. They first teach you not to harm anyone. That's right. Because you're about to become a weapon and they're not giving right. you a weapon in your hands without telling you to without teaching you to avoid using it at all costs. It's a last right. resort. Right. So when you see fights and bars, you rarely see martial artists doing uh, you know, the fighting because they know better. They usually right. are the people who stop the fight, you know. But anyways, um, going back to Bl- uh, Black Widow and Canary, they're both very, very capable fighters. And honestly, hmm. that's, that's what beatdown is all about. Um, uh, they they tell, try uh, to choose the kind of... Tell me a little they, bit about, about, to... about being on set. Like, how is it being on set? Do you, do you get to talk to the director like Aaron Schunk and, and tell him your kind of theories and what have you and go back and forth with the fight? Do you guys get to yeah. work it out? Or, 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 does, or is it just scripted and you go out there and you, and you do exactly what the director says? Tell me, tell me how the process works. It depends. Um, in the end of the day, here's the thing. On the set, there's a certain uh, hierarchy, right, which needs to be mm-hmm. respected. So um, we work as a team, as a whole, right? So each one of us, you know, does an extensive research of our own characters, and each one of us has their own experiences, like life experience and skills and uh, logic and inspiration to bring to the table. So as a director, you know, Aaron or any good director um, is open to pe- for people pitching in ideas, and he's receptive to it, and he's going to listen to you. But at the end of the day, there's only one voice that really matters on set. Right, the director's really voice. What's going to happen? The director's voice. It is his project. So mm-hmm. we can suggest the number of things, but it's his right to say yes or no to them. Because Does it work out? Do you, guys, do you guys have fun? Do you guys have, what I mean is, like, do you guys have fun on set and share information and go back and forth and, like, chit-chat along the way? Or, or do you guys just film? Just film a lot? Sometimes, you know, sometimes we do. Some, I mean, some sets are more fun than others. Um, some sets, you know, people get along better. Some sets, people don't get along as well. You know, like it doesn't right. matter. I mean, like, um, we're still a team. We still get the job done. You know, right. um, so it's 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 kind of like it kind of varies. You know, and sometimes you just like honestly, you have to move quickly through the shots because you have limited amount of time to get everything done. Sure. So you don't really have a lot of time to kind of sit around and chat with each other. So well, I, I, I imagine you have like, yeah, I imagine you have like 25 scenes in like only like maybe 14 hours to get them done. It's, it's, it's done a lot of yeah, things. You know, There's so many things to do. Yeah. You, you know, like when you, when you do action, you know, like you kind of, uh, like you have to film it from different angles and you don't always get the shot that you need from the first try. So like, for example, uh, there is a moment in the beatdown where um, in the sequence, I slide like test, uh, like uh, I always wanted to do that move. By the way, was uh, I was really thrilled that um, the Aaron slide move up move that you did. Test uh, the canary is throwing a roundhouse, and Widow kind of slide, does a knee slide under it. Yeah, appears on the other side and goes nice into move. an attack with the knee. 
yeah. and then uh, a, a, t- um, a tornado kick. Yeah. And wow. I love that portion. I love that sequence. But doing that knee slide, which which that knee slide is something that I've done a number of times before. I am good at it. I know my capability. However, I've never done it on this set with this person, you know, like under these circumstances. Right, We didn't right. get a chance to rehearse it. You know, like we kind of had to like do it on the spot, you know, like so we didn't figure out, you know, like our timing because it's not a real fight. So you're trying actually not to hit anyone. <laughs> so that's the thing, you know. <laughs> so it has to look believable, but we still have right. to be, you know, like intact to continue working. Safe, yes. So, you need to be safe. So we were both very careful, like Tess and I, you know, when we're doing this, thank God, like, she's a legit fighter. She's a real, you know, legit MMA fighter. Mm. She's a Jewish champion. Like, uh, this girl has been doing stunts. We, you know, we work, have been around, you know, doing stunts for a long time. So there's, like, a lot of trust that comes from that. However, we haven't done it before, and it was kind of, like, hard to figure out. And I was wearing those um, knee protectors that look really cool, but once you kind of stand on your knees, they're a little bit, like, moving around. So I kind of figured it out later because somebody suggested, like, why don't you put the knee pads underneath to make it a little tighter? And I was like, right. oh, that's a great idea. So I did that, and that made a difference, <laughs> that made a difference because they, st- they st- became, like, a little bit more um, solid, you know, and stopped flapping around too much, you know. So it was easier for me to keep my balance. So we finally did that move. You know, like, but it took several takes of doing that because, you know, I didn't do it the right way the first time because also you don't have the luxury of standing upright on your knees. You have to kind of crouch, which right. puts you out of balance. So you kind of have right. to figure that out because you still have to be underneath her leg, you know? So that's kind of like limits you to how tall you can stuff. Yeah, you can, was, get no- like, you, can, you, know, you can get knocked out. really easy, too. That's a very difficult scene. Oh, yeah. Yes. And, uh, her boots are like this badass, you know, like biker yeah. boots with like. <laughs> She's throwing the kind of kick that could easily, like, if, if we meet, if my face meets with her foot, it right. could mean my jaw broken or my teeth not fault or my nose yeah. broken. I don't know. Yeah, che- cheekbone so like, broken, easy. Yeah, like, so you you don't want to, you don't want to, you want to ensure that it doesn't happen, you know? Right, Which, exactly. which is great and, uh, you know, like... Like I said, it worked out, uh, but it took us several takes to make it work. You well, know, the fight we scenes were beautiful. You know, they went back and forth, and they were very visceral. They they felt very personal. I felt myself, like, going from left to right, you know what I mean? Like, when you watch fighting or what have you, and, like, your body moves from left to right because you're anticipating movement. I, I, I just – I felt everything. It was really – it was really a nice piece. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 huge thank you to our uh, stunt coordinator and uh, fight choreographer, Narayan Cabral. We all kind of pitched in, but he was basically the nice. one person that's kind of like tying everything together. Aaron pitched in with a lot of ideas. He actually has an extensive uh, experience of being a stunt actor himself because he, he was on a bunch of projects aside from Beatdown, you know, like oh, for, for a number of years, you know, like doing his own stunts. I mean, not many people realize it, but when he did Fighting as the Joker, like, no one else looks like the Joker, so he couldn't use anyone, you know, right. to, to double him. As the Joker, he did all of his own fighting, and his timing is just great. I mean, if you look at him, like, you believe that this guy could do some damage. You know, so, <laughs> uh, so he, he like, as, a, as an action director, it actually helps him to really get into it. And he, he actually was a DP on the project, and, the, and, and, and he was the man behind the camera. 
And it's actually my favorite when Aaron does the filming himself because as good as the other people are that he usually brings on board, I mean, he's got a great team working with him. But I feel like no one quite ever has the same feel. Like he just somehow feels the fact he just knows where he needs to be and when. And it's really hard to film action. Like you have to be really fast and move and you have to be kind of limber and strong. And, you know, you kind of need to know I need to – get from here to there but it's not a straight line it's 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 you have to like your camera needs to travel with uh the kick and 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 it needs to be like when you're filming women there's another aspect of it it needs to look right. both brutal correct from fighting standpoint needs to sell and on top of that it needs to look pretty and not and not vulgar and you so, and you find that aaron really balances these these uh quantities in, in, a, in a right balance Hundred percent. Yes, yes, yes. He does. He does. Nice. And I work with a Very lot of nice. people, and I I will tell you, like he's definitely legit one of the best people. You know. No, he's uh, he's top he's top tier. There, there's no there's no doubt in my mind yeah. that that Aaron Shank is is top tier director, producer, writer, material. He's got a lot of projects going on, a lot of things that he does. He's a very well thought out human being, and I really love the way he does his work. Uh, he's very well respected as well. For the, for the amount of work he does and for the amount of, of times that he reaches out to people to bring them back to projects. So, I, mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm always very proud to work with him. Well, I think the part of the reason, you know, like uh, of Batman's son's success, you know, like in uh, portraying those characters uh, spot on is because the creators of Batman's son, Aaron and Sean, like they actually love those characters. Right. It's and very obvious. Yeah. Care. Yeah. They actually care about portraying them the right way. Um, they have the most extensive collection of all kinds of statues <laughs> and action figures that I've ever seen in my life. Me like too. you you see that, you know those people are in the right business. <laughs> yes. They're thinking the right things. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you know, because like you, you, when when you put together a battle, you have to care about the characters because otherwise you're just gonna. I mean, still you have a risk. You run the risk of missing certain things because no one really. It's impossible to know everything about everyone. You know, there's right, tons right. of characters out there, and uh, we always do our research. We always do our best, but right. we too are just humans. So please give us a break. <laughs> but uh, tell me, Tatiana, you know, I, I. I... I can see your future myself very clearly. Uh, I, I, I have a feeling I know where you're going to go. But tell me, where do you think you're going to go? Where, where do you want to be? I kind of want to hear it from you because I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, five, five, ten years from now, I see you directing, producing, and writing. I, feel, I, I see you having your own company. I see you running your own things, having women on your staff. And working that staff to the to the brink of the brink of, brink of insanity, I, I see you as as a top leader in the next ten years. But that's that that's just me, you know. I, I I've always had the the highest aspirations for you. And when I hear you talk and when we hang out, I, I know for a fact that you're going to be one of these monoliths in our society, a monolith, a, a great thing in our society. And I just can't wait to society. see it. Hold on, I'm writing it down. <laughs> Because I find it very hard to believe that a person like you is not going to accomplish great things, make great things happen for other people, stick up for other people, 
fight for fight for the things that they believe in and get things accomplished by a certain age. I just I see all of those things done simply by you. But but where do you see yourself in ten Thank years? You. Um uh actually you know like you are not that far off because um I well what I think I'm doing right now is like I accumulating the knowledge, the experience um, I'm growing as a person and on, on, you know, different right. levels, you know, physically, mentally, psychologically, and spiritually, and I'm right. accumulating enough uh, of a foundation uh, upon which I will build something at, at, at the point when it's time to do it. However, I'm, I haven't gotten to where I am in my life just by, you know, you know, pure strategy calculation. You know, by making plans. Because you know what? You know what they say. You wanna, you wanna make God laugh. Tell him about your plans. You know. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. If you wanna make God laugh, tell him about your plans. Yes. You know, uh, as much as it makes sense. For example, the fact that I'm an actress. Uh, I actually resisted it for a long time. I was like back in Russia when I started modeling. Um, a d- local like big companies, you know, like Lensfilm, you know, like in Moscow, they were, they were putting me into some big, very popular projects, you know, very popular wow. shows, but like the why I booked them is because I was a model who could act. And sometimes they needed girls with model looks to put in the project, but they would come to our agency and be like, so which ones of your girls have the acting ability, you know, because like they needed to narrow down the choice to girls who look right. the way they needed them to look and could act in front of the camera. So um, early on, I ended up on some uh, shows that are like world renowned. And at the time, you know, like I, I didn't even realize how huge it was. And, and then, you know, because I wasn't pursuing it as a career. So it kind of just fell on my lap and uh, it kept happening. It kept happening. And then I came to the United States and I always kind of did modeling, you know, like, and, and, and on top of that, I kind of did something else, you know, like whether it was photography, makeup, you know, styling, um, right. You know, like mm, number of things, number of things. Most of them were creative sure. things, but I, 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 I never really allowed myself to venture into acting until I felt like it was safe enough. I was established enough as a person, and I felt like you know what? Because like when 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 I was considering becoming an actress, I was like, what if I fail? That was my fear number one. What if I fail? <laughs> right. It's right. going to hurt. And that's the time, you right. know, like I didn't go through enough pain to be okay with it. You know, right. like I've, I went through enough pain to not be okay with it, but not enough pain to be okay with it. <laughs> right, right. So it, it took like a critical mass of information for me to kind of like, you know, uh, become at peace with it and accept it for what it is, accept life's flaws and all. Um, and my second biggest fear that was a bigger problem to me was a fear of success. Because I was thinking to myself, a lot of people, when they um, achieve success, it changes them. Uh, they become someone different. Hey, Tatiana, I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Can you, can you. can you answer this question for me? I mean, yeah. you are so honest and you are so in touch. What is it about Russians that they bleed the truth? Russians bleed the truth. They don't seem like a very falsehood like when they talk, they're they're very sincere. When you're talking, it is so clear how you feel or, and what you feel. It's very easy to empathize with you. What do what do you, what do you think that comes from? 
you painted such a beautiful picture. It really breaks my heart to to destroy it right now because if I'm gonna say that I am uh, completely matching the description you just gave me, which was really generous. I really appreciate you for seeing me that way. But if I'm going to say that I never lied in my life, I'm going to lie to you right no, now. No, 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 no. I'm not going to say you've never lied in your life. But, I'm, but I'm, when we talk the truth, and we've talked the truth. I mean, we've talked bullshit, and we've talked the truth before. Now, when we talk the truth, it, it's always, it seems like you're bleeding the truth. Like there's nothing else that can come out but the truth. You know what, what I what think is it? it is? I think it's because I think it's because you are sincere with me. So you create this like environment of sincerity, and I right. have a tendency of mirroring the environment that I'm in. Like I'm 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 reflecting. You right. know, I'm like I'm like a mirror of sorts. Right. It's kind of funny because it's my sign in the Mayan. Uh, one of my signs in the Mayan calendar is, is the it? white mirror. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and another one is blue night Akbal, which is the dreamer. You know. Um, oh, that fits you so, perfectly. So mirror people, uh, you know, like our qualities, uh, whatever you come with is what you, whatever you come with, like you come to the mirror with what, whichever expression, this is what's going to look back at you. You come with a smile, you meet, you're met with a smile. You come with a frown, you're met with a frown, you know. Right, and, uh, right. I think the reason why you see me the way you see me is because you come with a smile, if it makes sense. Right. Yeah, you know, I, I, that makes you sense to me. You can your environment, and I and I pay you, I, I pay you back with the same coin. You know, but what I mean? it, so, you know, your 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 family's treated you right. Your 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 mother was behind you. She, it, how would your mother feel now? Look, looking at any of these videos, if she was alive today, how proud would she be of the Tatiana of today? Doing, I mean, who's an incredible actress and an incredible model, an incredible person. All these things. What, what do you think she would say to you t- today? Oh God, my mom would definitely be proud, and uh, I do believe that um, you know, in a spirit world, uh, you know, like the energy, the energy never like one thing that we know scientifically proven, energy right? Never dies. You know, it never, never dies. Exist, it just never ceases to exist. So everything in the world is uh, vibrations, waves, everything is connected. So right. I do believe that no one really truly ceases to exist. They just continue their journey as a, I don't know how, and I don't know what happens beyond uh, right. the moment that they stop their existence as they are, as we know them. And yes, we're the ones that are left to miss them. But right. I do feel like there is a, you know, connected collective consciousness and my mother's spirit is a part of it. And I know that if there is such a thing as pride in that realm, then she's feeling it. I mean, I know that, I know that she is probably content and happy with most of my choices, probably most of my choices. I do, I do still live um, my life with a thought of would my mother appreciate this would my mother be proud of me if i did this would my mother right. approve it you know like right. uh, i'm not trying to please her but um she had a really she was she was no, the kind I of person who was really honest and kind-hearted and for that loved by many and hated by some because she was really honest yeah she was really honest and she stood her ground and she was fair and and, and a lot of people don't like that you know like you disturb the environment when you stand up for something and uh, they, they, they don't want you to 
uh, stand in their way, so they will hate you for it. Um, for right. no apparent reason, you'll be, you'll be like, like, what did I do to you? Like, I'm a good person, I think so, <laughs> you know. But you know, it's okay. You know, part of the part of the journey of uh, every individual person, you know, uh, to 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 your individual success on your path of personal evolution is to be okay with not being loved validated hmm. and appreciated that's why it's important for you to know yourself accept yourself set your own goals have solid foundations solid ideals know where you are where you come from and where you're going and make choices to the best of your ability to go through life with as much integrity as possible and uh in that case you'll be fine like that's how i go through my life i i'm not always making the right choices and I'm not always this perfect, wonderful, goody-two-shoes person. You know, sometimes I've, I've, right. I've made my mistakes and I felt you flat on my you. face. And I you're, was you're a human. You're a human. Yes. And, and sometimes I was ashamed of myself and I've learned from that. And I, and I like I said, I made changes, you know. Um, only when you make changes and you know, like, okay, I made a mistake. I messed up there. But you know what? I fixed my mess. Right. Or I'm right. fixing my mess right now. Or you know, like you, you, you need to know that your general direction hasn't changed. You're still trying. You're still trying, trying, trying to be the kind of a human that you can be proud of. You know, right. so the, we just need to do our best. But honestly, like, be, be kind to yourself, too, because you, you're not always going to live your life up to your standards. You know what I mean? Sometimes, sometimes you'll slip. Sometimes you'll trip. Sometimes life happens. Life happens, and, and, and there are moments of weakness, and that is the beauty of human nature, those moments of weakness. If we were invulnerable, it would be a different story, wouldn't it? I mean, what's the point of yeah. all this? We're vulnerable, right. and we're still capable of rising above it. And we're still <laughs> capable of turning our lives around, and we can be broken and, 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 and completely destroyed and, and, and lose everything and, and, and still rise up from the ashes. Better well, you know, it, it, you know, Tatiana, this is a very strange interview because this is one of the very few interviews that I start off with one crowd of people and then it just grows because usually it, it kind of wavers off. But our audience just grew <laughs> by a couple of hundred people. You know, it's, it, what's really interesting is that you really have a great sense of yourself, a great sense of self. And a great sense of explanation as well. Whether you feel it and wh- whether you, you, you go through hard times yourself, at the very least, you are, you're able to articulate what a lot of people are going through and what a lot of people are suffering through and, and what a lot of people feel. My question is, if you were going to talk to somebody, let me, let me just say 12 years old. She's a yeah. girl. She's in Hollywood. She wants to, she wants to make it out there. She, she, she wants to do the same things that you do. What are, what are the first couple of things she should work on before she gets there? Um, goodness gracious, I think resilience is number one, number one um, resilience. thing. You know, like the dry, resilience. Yeah, be Batman, <laughs> be resilient. <laughs> um, you don't have to be as rich. You don't have to be as smart. You don't have to have as many gadgets. But his right. main superpower is resilience even if he wasn't a genius and didn't have as much money you know and 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 didn't uh have as many gadgets or be as strong as he is he would still you know he would still become a superhero i think because resilience is number one 
uh, quality that he has. Bouncing um, back, coming yeah. back when you've de- when you've Bouncing been defeated, you standing up when you've been sit down. Yeah. Exactly. Like uh, you know what they say, full, full six times, get up seven, something That's like right. that. That's right. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like always get back. And, 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 and how do these? And, and what would you tell this girl? What would you tell this girl if, if she felt the sense of becoming bitter from falling down? I mean, she's going to get back up. She's going to get back up. But she's going to get a little more bitter along the way. Should she? Um, I would just tell her that um, you always present, uh, you're always presented with two choices: be become bitter or become better. Okay. Choose the better. Choose the better. Always choose the better. Grow, grow from everything that happens to you. Grow from happy moments. Grow from sad moments. Grow from your failures. Use your failures because they will happen. Mm. It's not up to us. We are trying our best at every moment in our life. Right. If you made if you made a choice that was a failure in your opinion, you know, like, well, guess what? That was the best that you could do in the moment because if you could have done better, you would have. You know, like and sometimes you think, Oh, I could have done this and could have done that, yes, but you didn't think of that in the moment, right. did you? You're thinking right. about you it now. The, you did the best you could with the moment. amount of knowledge you had at the at the time that you did it. You couldn't yeah, have done anything more, yeah. Yeah. What you can do, you can analyze, yeah, I could have done this, I could have done that. And next time when something similar happens to you, that's part of your arsenal. Next time you can do better. Mm. And, that's your, and that's your power. That's your empowerment is coming from that. It doesn't mean right. that you will never mess up. It doesn't mean that you will never be weak. It doesn't mean that you will never fail. But it means that every failure that life presents to you is still a gift because you will learn from it and grow stronger from it. So even a failure becomes a source of your benefit, a source of your growth. Consider the uses of adversity. If somebody mm. taught me that years ago and throughout you know, my life experiences, I've learned what it truly means. Consider the uses of adversity. Right. When uh, when I went through some of the darkest moments in my life, I've achieved my greatest successes. Because really? I was in so much pain. I was in so much pain that I just felt like I knew that pain is like a fire. It burns. And all you want is to run away from it. And I knew I'm I'm just a human being. I'm going to run just like everybody else. And I was thinking to myself, if I'm going to run anyway, I might as well choose the direction in which to run. Right. So where do I want that to like, ideally get? Yeah, where do I want to ideally get in life? Oh, I would like to be smarter. I would like to be stronger. I would like to be successful at what I do. I would like to do art. Uh, I would like to do action movies. So like when, when I went through some greatest pains in my life, here's what I did. I stopped uh, doing stuff like uh, drinking alcohol or I used to smoke cigarettes. I, I quit. And uh, one of the greatest things that I can suggest to anybody, please consider quitting now. Don't wait for yes. tomorrow. Now. Please. Every now. now. Every single now. Every single day. Every yeah. time you think about a cigarette, quit, 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 quit. Every single time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, but, yeah, like, so I would quit something that was weighing me down because the danger of the darkest moments of your life, like you will find your escape. Just don't look for an escape on the way into the chasm. Uh, jump over it. Uh, get rid of the ballast. You know, get rid of the things that weigh you down. So um, choose your escape. My escape was reading books, 
um, I would binge on, uh, uh, you know, projects on philosophy, spirituality, human relationships, emotional intelligence, you know, um, I, I, everything that, oh God, yes. Oh my goodness. Uh, life changing. Everything that I binged on was something that built me up, built up my mind, built up my spirit and built up my body, by the way, because the moment when I was, the moment that I was down, if somebody right now is going through a depression, especially like during the holidays, my suggestion is start working out and don't get tempted by a lot of sugar you know, start drinking more water, start getting mm-hmm. better sleep, like become more aware of your body because your body, mind, and spirit, but the easiest thing to affect is your body mm. because the results are tangible. The impact right. is tangible. So the easiest thing to do is you can walk or go for a walk. As easy right. as that. You walk for one hour, you look at different things, you know, you slow down, you appreciate the flower. All of a sudden, boom, you feel different. Hmm. You're not as depressed as before. Your body uh, produces the hormones that are, every time that you do a workout, you know, you do like micro damage to your muscles. So what happens is your body releases the hormones to uh, keep your spirit up, like endorphins and a bunch of other stuff that like humanity hasn't even discovered all of the stuff, all of the hormones that the brain is capable of producing. Not even even close. (laughs) Exactly. So, like your easiest way to shift your mood is through a physical um, aspect. So you can go and you can work out and trust me, you will feel different because, you know, your blood flow, uh, you know, increases, you breathe, you get more oxygen, you know, you're doing something for yourself. It's distracting you. There's like so many benefits to it. So, yeah. So I started like really focusing on my um, physical aspect and my mental aspect and of course, nice. spiritual aspect. Well, Tatiana, we're, we're, we're hitting close at, two hours already right now. And, and, and I, like I said, I can talk, I can literally talk to you for another three hours, but let, let, let me ask you a couple more questions before, before we get out of here. And, and then yes. we start our Sunday in some area, but you know, you, you've, you've done cosplay for so many years and so many beautiful photos. And right now they're doing a Patreon thing through, through uh bad in the sun where you can buy Patreon photos of uh, Tatiana Neva uh, right now, that she has, you have the uh, Harley Quinn, don't you? Do you not? Do you uh, take off the Sun? Quinn, yes, it was. Um, I just actually signed a bunch of prints for Batman's Sun Patreon um, nice. of me as Harley Quinn, and uh, yeah, like, but but that that was a reward for the Wonderful. previous month. So they will, they I think they have been already sent out to the people. So, oh, are, are you uh, are you doing a Black Widow ones right now? Yes, the next one is Black Widow. Um, nice. And actually, the, the Black Widow photo was taken by uh, Aaron Shanti. So, nice. Um, yeah, so that was that was a uh, some. I actually most of my Black Widow photos were, were taken. Like my first photo shoot as Black Widow uh, was uh, the photos were taken by Aaron Shanti, and I did the post production on them because like that's one of nice. the things that I've done professionally. I've done. Uh, um, editing, so like all of the explosions <laughs> and fire, and you know, like flying bullets and that. Tatiana, um, if you if you told me you flew the plane, it wouldn't have surprised me. I'll be I'll be completely honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it would not. It, I swear to God, it would not surprise me. <laughs> but but the, but the pictures yeah, no, right I mean, now that you're but you're doing right now is 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 uh, um, Black Widow. Yes, Black Widow is uh, the next um, next round of uh, science prints that we're doing. How do I how do I get those? How, how do we as as a group? How do we 
as people who are listening to you right now get those photos? Are, are there any way that we can contact Bad in the Sun, uh, look at their website? Absolutely. Absolutely. So this photo is exclusive for Bad in the Sun patrons. And uh, okay. if you are, you know, if you if you want to support, uh, you can join at uh, patreon.com forward slash Bat in the Sun. And uh, here's the thing. You can join to get a photo or you can join because you really like what we do. But right. the thing is, we cannot do it without a budget. Right. And uh, like many people already kind of know that, you know, like YouTube has been kind of limiting the reach and, you know, like the a lot of the amount of the of amount of income right that they can get back as well. They've been they've been limiting exactly. a lot of so, things. And if we want if we want audiences and if I can just partake in here for just a second here, you know, listen, audience, we really need people to go in the bat in the sun. I mean, you've enjoyed their show for so many years without paying for a darn thing. We can watch it. Exactly. We can, even, we, we, can even, we can even skip interviews. We can skip uh, a lot of the advertisements because you have ad skip and stuff like that. And it takes away from their value. But now this company is asking. We need to participate in order for this company to continue to go on to make the shows that we yeah. love. And we need yeah, to give back to the companies. We need to give back to companies that give back to us, especially since this company gave us so much for free. They gave yeah, us so much for free. It's 100% voluntary because Batman still puts out the con- uh, the content that they create, you know, like right. free of charge, you know, and use it for everyone to see for, you know, with our fav- favorite characters. Uh, right. It's amazing production value. The quality is mind-blowing. Um, it is however, it is easily it's easily the highest produced one of the one of the most amazing things to watch on YouTube today. Now I, I'm obsessed exactly. with like food with food channels and what have you. Like they don't have budgets. When you watch a show like this, this, this show has a budget. It blows the sh- the other shows away pretty fast. And if you were going to look at the Titans, and I'm going to blow Titans away right now because I've been watching the Titans the past couple weeks, and. and Aaron Shank beats the crap out of the show The Titans. The show The Titans is literally Dallas with capes. It is the most boring show I've ever seen in my entire life, and they have at least $3 million of budget. Aaron Shank has literally a tenth of that budget, and he does so much more with that. Invest Actually, in this company. Aaron- Aaron what? was up for the part of uh, Nightwing in the show. He he actually Wonderful. had to audition for that part. Yeah. Wonderful. Um, but uh, here's the thing. Um, Beth Masan is a community, and it's more than just people that are doing the actual work. Uh, at right. this point, our community have grown. Our team have grown. You know, like every single patron that um, have uh, you know um, joined. I think the bronze tier, if I'm not mistaken, was actually listed in the end of our latest episode in a special thank you um, uh, section. You can see, you know, like the patrons that have supported the project because they basically funded it. And uh, my personal patrons funded, uh, like helped me fund, helped me pay for my Black Widow suit because I, I styled my own, uh, you know, look. Uh, sure. Everything that you see me wear, I found it, I bought it, you know, I co-designed it with, you know, my prop maker, Beardless Props. Uh, Molly Smith uh, helped me do alterations to my costume to make it look nicer. It, like I had a good base to work with, you know. I found a really, right. good, you know, like suit, you know. But 
it didn't look as nearly as good as before, you know, like after she, you know, helped me like change the color and, you know, like put those, you know, like um, shield um, emblems on the sides and, you know, like Avengers, you know, like uh, detailing and all that stuff, you know, it, it was, it took a lot of time to like and and, and the, for example the widow sting and widow belt you know utility belt were custom designed specifically for this black widow they don't exist anywhere else they right. remind you of the movie version and remind you of the comic version because we wanted to create something uh josh savine a very uh very very talented um artist prop maker um who goes by beardless props highly recommend uh, checking him out Beardless um, props. I, now, I want to. I, I, I want to talk. I want to talk about the gentleman who does all, does all your special effects. I want to give him a shout out. Now, what is his oh name? Oh my God, Nikolai Zamkovoy. Uh, Nikolai. He's a, yeah. He's a Great weird, guy. He's, a, he's pure magic. He uh, he yeah. is behind all of the explosions, bullets, blood flashes, magic, um, electricity. Yeah. Um, sometimes he will remove a tag from an outfit or, you know, <laughs> well, I mean, he does the kind of stuff that's obvious and then the kind of stuff that's not. I mean, like, if there's an explosion in a shot, you know that it's been a VFX, but there's, like, stuff that is in the shot that you don't even know is there. And yeah. Nikolai is one who designs all that. And then, then since we're talking about uh, the crew behind the magic of it, uh, I have to say... Sean Chunky is uh, the one person that I would like to bring to your attention. He's a, a co-founder. Of, well, Sean Chunky, uh, Sean Chunky, and I are, have been friends for a long time. And, and, and guests out there, you know, something something I'll tell you right away that he and I have in common is is the love for Vivian Lee. We both love oh Vivian God, Lee too. very very much. So uh, I grew I grew up in love with her, and he wrote a song about her. I'll have, I'll, have, I'll have him on the show pretty soon, and we'll play that song together. But uh, quite quite an imagination he was. Uh, he also was one of the first cosplayers who did Darth Vader. Uh, an amazing. Not it, one it does, of the, he was the first. He was the first, and he also did. He also did. Yes. He also does all the music for Bat in the Sun. Uh, Sean Chucky is, is, oh, is just quite. The music. Okay. Um, something that a lot of people don't realize is not just the music. Music is something that's obvious. The reason uh, why you don't realize what else he does is because he does it so seamlessly that it looks natural. Every single sound, and I'll repeat that, I'm going to stress it, every single sound that you hear in the beatdown is put in there by Sean. There is nothing there that is random. Right. When you hear, when you, for example, see the gun falling down the stairs and the crease is like sound every time it hits something and you can feel how heavy it is and you can hear the acoustics of the place. You, it's like, it gives you like a good, just that alone gives you a good understanding of where it's happening, what's going on, you know, the urgency of it. Well, guess what? Every single one of, like, it's a number of sounds that goes into it just to design that. Right. And, and, and Sean Shanky is the man that, that does it. Like, Batness and Productions uh, have this quality to it um, because everybody goes a bunch of extra miles. You know, we don't have Hollywood budgets, but we are, we care so much about right. what we create together that we outdo ourselves every single time. We do more than 
we do more than what we are paid for. We do more than uh, we think we can. We we do right. our absolute best every single time, and that's I think why the show gains popularity because people out there they can they can feel it, they can appreciate it. You know, like we absolutely right. give of ourselves. Like without we don't save any energy for a way back. You know what I mean? Where where, where do where do we want to see Bad in the Sun in, in a couple of years? I mean, where where are we going to? Because we've done so many things. We've done a Valiant comics, and we've done we've done Marvel things, DC things as well. It's an incredible company. It's gone a lot of different ways. Do do you have anything specific in in the future that you want to do? In that okay, What I personally would like to see is I would like to see Batna Sun working on, on more full, full feature projects. Okay. Uh, and uh, I would actually love to see Batna Sun to get an opportunity to do their own uh, CW show. Mm-hmm. Which okay. would be a Batna Sun production because um, I think I think the quality would be amazing. And uh, Batna Sun has, you know, kind of a um a gift i guess you know of uh giving people the version of the character that they want to see like for example the joker um i've seen a lot of brilliant portrayals of the joker uh my favorites are of course jeff nicholson forever is one of my favorites um we we have our Heath Ledger brilliant performance. We have our Joaquin Phoenix. They're all Oscar winning actors. They're all wonderful, and they mm. all did their own different version of the Joker. But none of them did the Joker the way Joker is in the comic. Mm. Until Aaron Shanti came along and gave us exactly what we wanted. And I'm not saying that, and I'm not saying it's like um, not to take away from the brilliant performances of those other guys. Uh, right. I'm not. I'm not saying that I don't. No, like I, I know. I know what you're saying. What it's I'm more. Saying the, it's, is, it's more the comic variation. Yes. Yes. What I'm saying is those versions were so you know like they were different. They were unique. But but like I constantly felt like not satisfied. Like this is not what I want. I want I, when I see a character. And like animation character or comic book character, like live portrayal of that character, I want to see literally that character come off the pages of the comic book and become a living, breathing person. I don't want to see somebody else with the same name. I want to see that specific one that I know. I would love to see what would this person look like if it was come to life. You know, and, and, and that's what I like about that Nissan approach because they manage to to literally like their Batman is the Batman, you know? Right. Right. Kevin Porter is the Batman. The moment that he puts Kevin Porter on, Kevin Porter is the Batman. He, he is, you know, like one time he actually read the book, Doctor Zeus. Yeah. Um Okay, it's the funniest video ever. You guys absolutely look it up on YouTube. Uh, <laughs> seriously, I mean, like, you're gonna you're gonna laugh so hard, like you you would not even believe. It and, is a great thing. And he thing. does it in a Batman's voice, dressed as Batman. It's the most hilarious thing ever. And guess what? Never breaks the character. <laughs> <laughs> he literally does the whole thing as the Batman, and you're just watching it, cracking up, and thinking to yourself. This is legit Batman reading that book. This is, <laughs> this is brilliant for that, you know. <laughs> Tati, Tatiana, so we, we 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 love you. We're we're 
totally out of time. Uh, please tell us every which way we can get in touch with you, that we can see you, where we can find you, where we can see you do everything that you do. Now, the one thing I'm going to mention is the new Bat in the Sun episode that's out right now, which is Black Widow versus Black Canary, which is a great episode. Go watch it right now. Be one of the first millions to have watched this episode. But please, please tell us more. Yes, um, it's it's online right now on YouTube. Alternate ending is going to be posted to Batman's on Patreon. So um, I encourage everybody to follow Batman. Look up Batman on all the channels. Uh, definitely YouTube is the biggest one. Um, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, um, Vero. Um, uh, of course, Patreon is very important, you guys. We could not, literally could not do this. Without no, we have a we have a lot of bad in the sun people listening to right now, and I'm telling you right now, I understand I understand the variation of not wanting to pay for a lot of crap. I, I get it. I'm part of that atmosphere myself. Yeah, well, but, we're but, 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 okay, but we're also talking about a comp. Yeah, we're also talking about a company that does a lot of work, and it, they're not asking for a lot of money, not not at all. Yeah, you yeah. said a dollar. Well, about- they're not. We're talking about yeah, they're... twelve bucks a year yeah. to to support, you know, like someone that that's nothing. basically makes your makes your gig dreams come true. Because I, I'm, right. I'm a fan myself, so like I'm actually a patron of that. Uh, they are they are they are pretty clear that you're you're that you're a a fan. <laughs> yeah, I, you're, well, you're, I mean, I'm, you... I'm supporting in every way possible, and uh, you know, I just I don't want superpower be done to cease to exist, and unfortunately, you know, YouTube does not creators the way they used to so literally if we're not going to team up and help this thing happen it's just not going to happen because who's going to pay for it you know what i mean so right. you know um so that's the sun on all of the uh, networks out there and uh i do have my own pages on the, all the same networks you can find me on instagram facebook um twitter i'm on uh, vero i'm on uh, tiktok and of course, I have my own uh, Patreon and stuff like that. Um, are we going for Tatiana? Ne- ne- are we going for Tatiana Neva now, right? Yes, you look for Tatiana Neva, uh, N-E-V-A, Tatiana with an I. Uh, Tatiana Neva, um, follow me, say hello. I try to be as interactive as possible with uh, my followers, and uh, you know, I try to answer their. Oh, questions. you're very, you're very, you're very sweet videos. with your followers. You're, you've always been very sweet. Let me ask you a question. Neva was N-E-V-A, right? N-E-V-A, yes. Great. Now, I've always seen you with, with, with people who would like you and people who follow you. You've always been like one of the sweetest human beings I've ever seen. It, it's incredible to watch somebody at, at work like you. Thank you so much. You know, I mean, I try to be as active as possible. It's not easy because it's it's basically a job of its own, you know, like just to read, you know, like everything and to respond to it, you know, type it out, you know, and that takes a lot of time. And I already have, you know, life to live, bills to pay. Uh, I have to you memorize do. script, you know, like <laughs> read scripts, you know, like produce projects, write stuff, read stuff, work out, do martial arts, you know, like there's like so much already going on. Yes. Not to mention, don't get me started, but I got to get my nails done too. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 
Don't forget about all the other stuff, boys and girls. This Listen. girl needs to get her get her nails yeah. done right now. Yeah, get to her Patreon yeah. right now and put money in her bank account for those nails done. Because <laughs> tr- just trust me, men crash their cars when they see this woman driving down the street. It is the most hilarious thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> That's so funny. I totally forgot about it. But you know what? It's funny enough. Uh, my aunt, my father's... Uh, uh, sister was yeah. incredibly beautiful. She looked like Margot Robbie when she was, uh, wow. when she was young. That, and back in her day, it was before Instagram, before internet, when beauty was not easily available, when right. people didn't have makeup tutorials or false eyelashes. You know, you had sure. what you had from nature, and sure. that's what you were stuck with for the rest of your life, you know? Yeah. So she was so incredibly beautiful with this beautiful Hollywood smile, you know, she, like legit. Cars were crashing when she was walking down the street. It was almost like, <laughs> listen, cover that face, okay? You're in <laughs> cover the, cover that face. Now I understand why burkas exist. <laughs> Guys can't handle it. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was almost ridiculous. Like, she was almost too beautiful. People couldn't handle it. I mean, like, there was no Instagram with all those beautiful women that you follow and you see them every day, and all of a sudden, you know, they're real and accessible. Back then, it wasn't like that. When she was young, you know, like it was running into a beautiful woman like that. It was like running into a uniform. <laughs> well, you and I were walking to a restaurant, and you're wearing your uh, kung fu uniform, and these five guys are in a beamer uh, that is that is has the top taken off, and they're looking at you standing up in their car, and they almost hit the post light as we're walking. Now <laughs> I just started laughing. I just I just started laughing because I thought to myself, well, first of all, you're right. If you're going to crash a car, it should be for this woman. But oh second, but 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 second of all, that's crazy. <laughs> that is so funny. I totally forgot about it, but now it's coming back to me. I think we went to the full place, right, Paul? Yeah, we did. That was we my first time playing full. Can you imagine? I don't remember the guys crashing into the pole, but I remember this because this is my first time trying full in my life. Well, the food is more important than those two idiots, those four or five idiots trying to crash their car. But it was very well, impressive no, was- to me. To, it was the experience because I was with my Sifu, you know, like th- that was yeah. back when I was taking Kung Fu classes from you. So it was like, it yeah. was to me, it was, you know, it was exciting because it was, it was an honor to be, uh, yeah. you know, to be sh- breaking bread and sharing the meal and having a conversation yes. with uh, my teacher, Kung Fu teacher, because like, you know, in the martial arts wor- world, it's, it's a big deal to us. Like our teachers are celebrity, you know, yes, it's it our, it's our parents, it's our, uh, you know, uh, mentor and uh it's a a big deal you know so i i was very honored and i was very excited i was trying something new for the first time in my life and we're having really you know one of those deep spiritual conversations you know so i was like i was very much in the moment you know let alone you know like not every day you get to go and and have lunch with a grandmaster right you know how many do you even know (laughs) (laughs) not many (laughs) not many that are still alive well you, <laughs> well, you know, it was a it was a pleasure. It was always it's always a pleasure knowing you and and meeting a person like you. Uh, like I like I always said, you are a very strong individual that has very strong feelings, but but it never interrupts anybody else's feelings as well. You're always complimentary to other people, and that's something incredibly special about you. It's incredibly complimentary to other people. It allows their egos to flow free. 
allows you to give your own opinion and allows them to show their true selves. There's something yeah. incredibly special about you that I, that I really love. So we're going to find you on Instagram. We're going to find you on TikTok. We're going to find you on Facebook. And then we're going to find you on the next oh, episode. Uh, I have my what? YouTube channel. I have my oh, what's YouTube channel? channel? If you want to, what? like, see, like, some videos of me training or, like, videos. Like, people always, often ask me, like, yeah. where can I see some work? So I've been posting, you know, like, uh, clips and scenes from different projects. So you guys can check it out and, and, and you know, got to comment on it. I'm actually interactive with the people that leave uh, comments on my YouTube uh, channel. And yeah. uh, I have about 4,000 subscribers right now. And nice. everybody's welcome. Everybody's welcome to join my family. Um, I uh, also have uh, Richard. Is it under Tatiana Tati Neva? Tatiana Neva on YouTube, exactly. YouTube forward slash Tatiana Neva. And uh, you can watch right. a film, short film, uh, Lara Croft, uh, short film that I have. Uh, um, oh, I know that one. Directed and uh, co-produced uh, with uh, my talented friends. Um, I, I got together with a bunch of people and, uh, you know, like made the thing happen. You know, like it was meant right. to be as a smaller project, you know, just kind of like a video featuring the char- character. And then I kind of felt like I need to take it to the next level because it's one of my favorite <laughs> characters. So right. I made this video that looks like as if you're playing a video game, but a person in it is alive, you know, like, so it's kind of like a walkthrough of a video game, but with a living person. And uh, there's like a really fun Easter egg in the end. Um, but, you know, like devoted fans will know what it is, uh, will understand. Um, so, yeah, like it was one of my favorite characters and it was my uh really like first uh, film that I have uh, started and finished and put out there and with the help of amazing friends uh, who, you know, pitched in and helped me make it happen. It was my kind of like a passion project. So well, Tatiana, I, I thought you and I would be speaking for an hour, but we actually spoke for almost over two hours. You know, oh thank God. you. So, thank you so much for joining me today. <laughs> thank you so much for everything that you said today. It, it meant a lot to my, my group. It meant a lot to my, my guests. It meant a lot to me as well. Uh, you're an incredible human being, and we're so proud of you. And we cannot thank wait so to much. see all the things that you're going to accomplish in your lives. We know it's going to be great things. And we, we want to be there to watch you. Thank you so much for joining us. We got Tatiana Neva joining us today on Cinema Files Radio. Thank you so much. Thank you, Tatiana. Have a a happy holiday. Thank you so much. There's your clapping. Oh, we love you. (laughs) Have yourself a great holiday. We love you, Tatiana. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, boys and girls. We are leaving soon, aren't we? Wow, that was a very long interview. Perfect, beautiful interview. The way I wanted it to be. I did tell her that I thought it was going to be an hour, but it turned out to be almost exactly two hours. As a matter of fact, this song will not end on its proper time. If, you, if you're going to be able to tell, it's going to cut off in the middle. <laughs> didn't have enough time. Can you imagine somebody coming on the radio and telling you everything that they thought as a child, everything they thought of as a teenager, everything they thought as an adult, on the things that they would do differently or the same to make themselves successful. If you're young, that's a time machine. 
They're telling you all the things. They're giving you all the secrets. Listen. Listen to Tatiana. Tatiana's not lying to you. All right. Tatiana Neva was our guest today on Cinephiles Radio. I'm your host, Steve Pisa. Thank you so much for joining us. I cannot wait to see you next week. God bless you all.